So let's just begin with a little bit of uh, doing nothing, otherwise known as meditation. Just coming into a comfortable seated position And you'll remember in previous weeks we've explored a little bit the alignment and adjustments for the seated meditation posture so that you can really have some ease in your sitting. So make whatever adjustments you need. You may need to give yourself a little more height to drop the knees down below the level of the hips. It's fine to sit on a chair. You can try sitting in the kneeling position so that your meditation posture isn't a struggle. It's also always fine to lie down for meditation. The risk in that is that you'll go to sleep. So find a position in which you can be alert and relaxed. And then just give yourself plenty of time and space to arrive. So there's this sense that you've come to this sanctuary of this place, this meditation center, some of you having traveled quite a ways to get here. And you're also coming to the sanctuary of your own heart, of your own true nature. So assuming the posture is a signal to yourself that you're entering the space which is always here for you. And just letting yourself land Settle. Inhabit the space. And as you arrive, inviting all of your sense gateways to relax. So relaxing the muscles around the eyes. Letting the eyes themselves soften. If there's a sense that you're pressed up against the front of your eyes, straining to look out, 
Just let yourself settle to the back of your eyes. Letting the eyes be soft and receive. Even if the eyes are shut, the play of color and light. Relaxing the inner ears. And letting sounds come to you. Sounds in the room. Sound of your own breath or heartbeat. Sounds beyond the room. Just receiving them. Letting any tension or gripping drain from the jaw and the tongue. Letting the tongue float in the mouth. Sensing the breath in the nostrils. Any scent that the nostrils are picking up. Just receiving it along with the breath. Letting the skin be soft on the body, the sensitive sense organ. Receiving the caress of the air. And the places where the body makes contact with the support beneath it. Feelings of pressure. touch of the hands on whatever surface they're resting on, their warmth or coolness. No need to strain to go looking for anything in particular. Just letting all these sense impressions come to you In the middle of all of this, just sensing your breath coming and going in your body. 
gentle breeze at the nostrils. Or an expansion and contraction in the belly or chest, rib cage. Subtle or deep. Rapid or slow. Even or irregular. Just receiving the breath as it is. This constant companion to your life. Sustaining your life.
So welcome. And here we are for the final of this four-class series, moving into meditation. So before we get into anything new, just any questions or comments, observations, if you've been practicing some of the practices since we last met, anything that you've discovered or noticed or any requests, anything you'd particularly like me to highlight in the, in the class tonight, something you'd like to go deeper into, or something new that would be good to be in the mix. All right, well, I'll just make it up as I go along. <laughs> So we'll be continuing our exploration of body and breath. And just to recap, we've been exploring the breath in the body. We began by really getting familiar with the sensation of breath in the body as a way of magnetizing our attention and settling, grounding our mind. We worked a fair amount with opening the lower body and focusing on the exhalation for grounding and centering, calming, Last week we worked more with the upper body and the inhalation, more energizing. And we'll do a little bit of both this evening. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the ramifications of gathering our attention in different aspects of the breath or different aspects of the body. There are a lot of different, it's working on a lot of different levels. One is just the level of when you settle your, body, your attention on any object and keep bringing it back again and again, it's calming and soothing to the mind. Another level is that working with the breath, we're working directly with the nervous system as we've been exploring. And different qualities of breath and different ways of focusing on the breath actually have an effect on the nervous system and what yogis call the energy body. So it will affect the quality of our energy and can be a tool for heightening um, and brightening, enlivening if we're feeling too much sluggishness or um, too much even calm and tranquility. We can energize. If we're feeling agitated, restless, or we have too much energy, we can soothe and calm. Another interesting thing about focusing the breath in different parts of the body has to do with what in the yoga philosophy is known as the anatomy of the subtle body. So um, the breath energy is a manifestation of what in the yogic tradition is called prana, or in the Eastern Chinese medicine is often called qi. And in the yogic mapping of the body, that flows through the body, through all of these energy channels, and where those channels intersect along the core of the body are um, amplified centers of energy, which are then also correlated with certain emotional or energetic qualities. So that if we focus, for instance, on the inhale and the upper body, drawing the energy into the heart center, that has a particular effect. It activates certain qualities which can be supportive for our meditation practice. Same if we draw the energy into the belly, the hara, the pelvic floor, 
dropping down. So you may have noticed, I'm not going to give you a whole philosophical overlay because I think it's more useful to kind of notice how does it affect you when you're meditating, if you're putting your attention in your heart, is there a different quality to your attention than when you're putting it in your belly, if you're putting it in your head or at the tip of your nostrils? How does that affect what you're experiencing? Because it does have a powerful effect. So what we'll be doing tonight is exploring a little more with the um, focusing the energy in the upper body and heart for the first part of the practice and then grounding down in the belly for the second part of the practice. And we'll be heightening that effect by suspending, lightly suspending our breath at different points in the breath. So sometimes suspending on the inhalation, sometimes suspending on the exhalation, moves the energy to different places in the body, affects the quality of your meditation. So again, it's nice to introduce these things a little at a time so you get to see what it's like. It's like, you know, you have a soup, the soup of your practice, and then I say, all right, for a while now we're going to be adding a little bit of pepper, and what's that like, you know? Or for a while we're going to be adding some some, uh, oregano, what's that like? It's a little confusing if you say, all right, here's some oregano, here's some basil, here's some pepper, here's some curry powder. You know, you kind of put it all in, then it's hard to tell what's doing what. So that's why we've been kind of building systematically and focusing a little on this and a little on that. And you can get to explore and experiment in your own practice and your own body and see what works for you. So we'll begin lying down. And um, why don't you get... You've all got a cushion. Make sure you have, if you only have one, get an extra one. So you have two. We'll use a little bit of props this evening. And see if you can get two that are roughly the same thickness. And then you can roll up your yoga mat once you've got your supports to a nice firm cylinder. I need two. And again, you may need to play with the thickness of your cylinder depending on how comfortable it is. I'll demonstrate how we're going to set up and then you can set yourself up. You're going to take your cylinder and put it, this time, crosswise across the mat. So it's a little different than we did last week. And you're going to lie down with it right behind your heart. Tops of the shoulder blades cascading over toward the floor. And the arms out to the side. And you can find that place where the shoulders are coming down to the floor and the support's right behind your back. And then I'm going to suggest you can have, if you want, you can just keep the knees bent and the soles of the feet flat on the ground. Or if you'd like, you can let the knees drop out to the sides, soles of the feet together. And if you do that, I suggest you put a support of a cushion under each thigh so that there's no strain in the inner groins. You've got some support there. 
If you still feel strain in the inner thighs or groins, then just keep the knees bent and the soles of the feet flat on the ground or extend the legs out long. The closer you move the cushions into your hips, the more support it will give you. And if you find that your head is craning back, there's discomfort in the neck, any kind of strain, you can lower the roll or you can also give me a signal I'll bring you an extra cushion to put behind your head. So it should feel really delicious and if it doesn't, give me a signal and I'll come around and help you. If you're feeling like you still need some support under your head, give me a signal. I'll bring a cushion around for you. We're going to be here for a few minutes, so you really do want it to be a delicious feeling. Here you go. So you really feel like, oh, I could be here all day, and it would be comfortable. Anyone else need a cushion or any kind of support? Teddy bear. <laughs> and then just let yourself land here for a minute or so, just dropping in receiving the support of the earth beneath you, receiving the support of the props, <coughs> allowing this gentle opening of the heart and the belly, this vulnerability, Letting the shape of the body send a message to the nervous system. It's safe. Safe to be open in this way. Letting the skin on the belly be soft. Scanning the body to see if you're holding any extra tension in the face or the jaw. The perineum. The eyes. Letting anything extra drain away. And then finding the sensation of the breath in the body. Especially tuning to that inhalation. Just noticing where you first sense the breath coming in. Where is that first movement? And how does it open and expand and travel 
through the tissues, through the bones. And then when it finishes, and the exhale begins, where do you first sense that exhalation? Where does that movement travel? Notice that this shape of the body and the pressure of the rolled up mat influences where you feel the breath, directs the breath in your body. Just noticing the effect of that. And then after the next exhale, empty out completely and take a consciously long, deep inhale, filling all the way up to the very top. And at the top of the inhalation, just hold the breath, suspend the breath for a count of three. And let your energy swirl, your attention swirl into your heart area. And then exhale all the way out. And you'll empty all the way out. And then with your own breath, again, that long, full inhale. And at the top of the inhalation, lightly suspend the breath for a count of three, feeling your heart, swirling your attention into your heart. And then exhale. A couple of rounds like this with your own breath. Everyone's breath is a different length, so I won't lead you through it. But a couple of more times with that full breath and the holding with the attention in the heart. Knowing that energy flows where attention goes. So you're empowering that center as you hold the breath and focus your attention. Finishing whatever round you're on and then doing one more after that. And after you finish, just let the breath return to its normal rhythms. 
letting go of any attempt to control it. And just making your way off your supports and coming flat down onto your back. Extending the legs out long. You can let the spine relax into its natural curves. You may feel the echo of the pose you just did in the body. Just noticing where you feel that. And then on the next inhale, just sweep the arms up and overhead, resting the backs of the hands on the floor. And just interlace your fingers. Press the palms out long behind you. Activate the feet and press the heels away. And then just glide the feet and the hands over to the right so you're coming into a long C-shaped curve. And just breathing into the whole left side of the body. So you've got the whole back still down on the ground. You're on the back, but you're curving your body to one side. Upper back and shoulders, back, pelvis on the ground. Feeling the breath opening into the left rib cage. And then sliding back through center. And again, keeping the back body in connection with the earth, just moving the feet over to one side, hands over to one side. You're breathing now into the right rib cage. And then taking the hands and the feet back to center. Just draw the knees in toward the chest and reach out and clasp the hands around the shins. And bend the elbows a little bit to hug the knees in, rock back and forth. And then press the knees away from your chest, keeping the clasp of the hands so that the arms lengthen. And then continue to press the knees and curl the head and neck up drawing the forehead toward the knees. Couple of breaths here. And then exhale the upper back, back of the head back down and draw the knees into the chest again. And then again, just press the knees away and then rock up a little. So you're rocking up onto the low back sacrum Drawing the head in and then releasing back down. And just making some circles with the knees, massaging the low back, the sacrum, circles in one direction, circles in the other direction. 
and then just release the legs out and roll over onto your belly. And if you'd like, you can turn now to face the front of the room and roll out your yoga mat if you don't want to have your face in the carpet. Come on down onto your belly and just feel as you're flat on the ground now, forehead down, just feeling the whole front of the body in connection with the earth. And just have the right hand come back along by your side with the palm facing up and stretch the left arm out in front of you with the palm down. And then you can just press into that left hand and begin to lift the upper body up into a slight back bend. And you can press up and then you can lift that right hand and the right leg up off the ground. And if you move the left hand in closer to your body, you'll get more of a stretch. If you have it out further, it'll be a little less. And then release down. Feeling the effect. And then switch the arms the other direction. Now that right arm is out, left arm is back. And again, you'll start pressing down into that right palm and just lifting up into a gentle back bend. And then the left hand and the left leg will lift. Breathing, energizing. and then releasing down. And then switching hands again. We'll do the first side again. You'll be pressing into that top hand, lifting the heart, lifting the head. The back hand and the leg on that side, right side lift. And then you can either stay like this or if you'd like, you can lift the left hand off the ground and reach it out long. Whichever is right for your body. A couple of breaths here. And then release. Feeling the effects. And changing hands. And again, first the heart lifts as you press into that right palm. The left leg lifts, the left hand lifts. And then you can stay like that or lift that right arm out. More energizing, strengthening back bend. And then release down. Both hands back by your sides. Again, just feeling the effects. And now just placing both palms down by your rib cage. Lightly activate the buttocks, 
and press into the palms of the hand, lifting up into a cobra pose, inhaling up. Spine and neck in alignment, drawing the elbows in toward the sides, and then pressing all the way back to child's pose as you exhale, coming all the way back, hips to heels, pausing in child's pose. If child's pose is uncomfortable, you can place a cushion underneath your sitting bones or just come to all fours and just take a couple of breaths here. And then inhaling up to all fours. And just begin those gentle cat-cows, rounding the spine as you exhale, drawing the belly back, arching and inhaling. Moving with your breath. And this time, exhale all the way back, moving the hips over toward the left as you draw back, hips back to heels. And then inhale forward, swinging the hips over to the right, coming all the way forward. So you're making a big circular movement and coming all the way forward, dropping the pelvis toward the floor. And then exhaling, the hips travel back and around to the left. Inhaling them to the right. Big circular movement all the way forward and all the way back. There's some fluidity here. And then you can reverse directions. So now you're coming forward as the hips move left and exhaling back to the right. Just waking up the body, finding the limitations, the tight spots. And then with the next exhale back, coming all the way into child's pose. And then from the base of the spine, rolling up, inhaling as the arms sweep out to the side and overhead, lifting the hips up away from the heels, coming up to kneeling, and then exhaling the arms sweep down and out to the side, and you fold back down into a child's pose again. And then again, inhaling up, opening, expanding, and exhaling back and down. And this time you'll roll all the way up, inhale up, and then pause lightly for a count of three, holding the breath, and then exhale down. And then with your own breath, a couple of more times like that, rolling up, pausing at the top of the inhale just for that Pause of three, attention, energy into the heart, and then exhaling it down.
If it's uncomfortable to bring the arms overhead, they don't have to go overhead. You can just have them up in a cactus pose or the hands by the shoulders. What's more important is just that rolling of the spine and that suspension filling with the tension going into the center of the heart. And then after the next suspension, when you exhale, you can just release the arms by your sides and pause for a couple of breaths in the kneeling position. Just feeling, again, the effect in the upper body, chest, moving the attention into the heart, suspending the breath. And then from here, you can stay kneeling, but turn sideways on your mat so you'll have a little bit of traction. And you'll just take the right foot out to the side, planting it down with the toes pointing forward. You'll inhale the arms up. Exhale, reach the fingertips out over the right leg, just lightly placing the hand down on the chin or the calf, reaching the arm up toward the ceiling first, getting that nice expansion, turning the palm toward the ear, and then reaching out, feeling that grounding down through the left knee and shin, left side of the body open. Breath moving in the left rib cage. And then inhaling back up. And exhale, just gather the hands in, turn the palms down, empty into the earth. Feeling that settling, grounding of the energy. And then you can just Place the hands down onto the floor in front of you. If it's hard to place the hands on the floor, you can also place them on a cushion. And just sway back and forth a little bit, just bringing some mobility into the hips. And you can either keep the hands here, or if you'd like, you can begin to walk them out in front of you, drawing the sitting bones back. And then walk the hands back in, lifting up. You can bend that right knee and just come back to child's pose for a couple of breaths. And just feel feel the difference between the two sides as the breath moves in the back body sacrum, hip. And then rolling up to kneeling again. And this time the left foot steps out to the side, toes pointing forward. And you just float those arms up 
And then reach out, lengthening out over that left leg. Hand comes down to the left shin, right hand comes up and over. And just breathing now, whole right side of the body. If there's any sense of strain in that upper arm, you can just release that right hand down onto the right hip. And lifting up. Gathering in as you exhale. Exhaling the hands down, settling, grounding. And then again, you can place the hands down in front of you on the floor or onto the support of a cushion. And just rock a little back and forth. Just opening out that hip. And then just pausing. And you can keep the hands right under the shoulders or you can walk the hands out in front while you draw the sitting bones back. Breathing into the hip, saying hello to your hip. Moving on this journey through your inner world. And then walking the hands back in. And bring that left knee back in. And just come on back into a child's pose again. And again, just feeling, breathing. Noticing where the breath is moving in the body. And then just turning on your mats again so that you're facing the front of the room and making your way back into either a downward facing dog or a half dog. So a half dog, you'll have your knees still on the floor. Downward dog, you'll be lifting your hips, rooting down into the palms of the hands, the bases of the fingers, lengthening the sides of the body back. Take a moment to make sure you're really releasing the weight of your skull, really dropping your head. And you can bend one knee and then the other, just beginning to let your dog be a little liquid, rolling the belly from one side to the other. And then walking the feet toward the hands, just hanging in a forward bend. Just really letting yourself have a generous bend to the knees, 
so that the emphasis here can be on releasing the upper back, shoulders, letting the head drop, emptying out the jaw, draining the brain. And then rolling up. Just finding yourself in the standing position. And again, feeling the breath, the energy, sense of aliveness. And we'll do a few movements just to release the neck and shoulders. These are simple movements that can be really useful um, when you're somewhere where you can't do a full yoga practice uh, or just in between sitting periods on a meditation retreat. So just inhale the right arm up and overhead. And with the arm long, just release the hand down to the outside of the left ear. And just begin to gently tug. So you're opening up the left side of the neck. The left fingertips reaching down. It's very gentle. And then keeping that gentle traction on the head, just inhale the arm up in front of you, the left arm, and then exhale it out to the side and down. And then again, inhale it up in front and exhale out to the side and down. A few more big circles like that with your own breath. And then reversing. So you'll be inhaling it out to the side and exhaling forward and down. And then that hand releases down and let the head come back to neutral. Inhale that right arm up. And just while you're here with the arms up, finger, right arm up and overhead, just take a gentle side bend. Left fingertips traveling down the thigh. Breathing now into the right side of the body, just the way you did on the floor. And you'll find if you roll the heart and the shoulder forward, turn a little down, you'll stretch across the back of the shoulders. Inhale up and open. And then inhaling up and just exhale that arm down. And just pause and feel the difference between the two sides of the neck. A sense of ease and that sense that you can drain the brain a little more easily. And now this time the left arm reaches up. Bending that left elbow, left palm to right ear. And just begin that gentle, very slight traction, not forcing anything as the right shoulder releases down. And then begin those movements with the right arm, the inhale forward and up, and 
the exhale out to the side and down. Just a few big circles like that. And then the jaw be soft. And then reversing. So now the hand comes out to the side on the inhale. Travels forward and down on the exhale. And then that left arm reaches up, releasing the head to neutral and just taking that side bend. And then you can roll the shoulder forward, heart forward, roll it back. Feeling that stabilizing pressure down into the left foot. And then coming up and releasing the hand down. Again, just feel the sides of the neck. And then inhaling the arms up into a cactus position the palms facing out. You're going to exhale, bend the knees a little bit, wrap the arms around so the backs of the hands and the forearms come toward each other, dropping the head C-shaped in the spine, and then inhale, opening out, and exhaling, rounding, working that upper back with your own breath a couple of times. Inhale, opening, palms face out, and exhale, wrapping around, backs of the palms, elbows come together. And the next time you exhale and wrap, at the bottom of the exhale, pause and suspend the breath out for a count of three. And then inhale and open. And exhale, empty all the way out and hold it out lightly. Count of three, dropping the attention into the low belly. Inhale and open out. And one more time, exhale, wrapping. Attention goes right to that space between the belly button and the pubic bone. And then inhale, opening and exhaling the arms down. And again, just pausing, feeling sensation in the body, connecting with the sensation in the soles of the feet, as if with every exhale, you could drop down through the triangles of the soles of the feet, grounding through the heel ball of the big toe, ball of the little toe. And then stepping the feet about a leg's length apart. And you'll turn the right toes out and the left toes in. 
Actually, let's do it the other way so you're facing the front of the room. So you are able to see. You've got your front foot facing toward the front of the room forward, back foot angled out. And have your feet, rather than a kind of tightrope feeling, have a little width. It makes you a little more stable in the base. You can put the hands on the hips to guide the hips forward as if the hip points two, were two eyes looking forward. And you're going to inhale and then just exhale, folding long over that front leg. And you may come just a little way down. You can have the hand on the thigh. You can have the hands on the shin. You can maybe fold it more all the way forward, just bowing over that front leg. Inhaling and exhaling. Legs active. And you'll exhale all the way out and then hold the breath out for that count of three. Attention grounding in the feet and the belly. And then inhale. And then exhale again, and that hold out for that count of three. If it's too much of a strain to have the knee straight, you can have that knee bent. And then after that suspension, inhale all the way up. And you can step the back foot forward, coming up to the front of the mat. And again, just pause, ground. Settle into the feet. And then taking it to the other side. So stepping the other foot back. For most of you, it's the left back. And again, having that wide, stable base. Hips pointing out over the front leg. And just exhale and fold long. And again, no strain into the back of the leg. So if it's a struggle, your hamstrings are tight, you can just bend the knees a little bit. Again, we're focusing more on the breath pattern here. So you'll inhale and exhale, releasing the weight of the skull. And after that next exhalation, holding out for a count of three, feeling the belly gather back and your attention dropping into that low belly between the pubic bone and the navel. And then you'll inhale naturally and repeat. And then you'll inhale all the way up. Stepping the back foot forward. And again, just pausing, feeling, grounding down into the feet. And then let the inhalation lift the arms up and overhead. Exhale, folding long, coming into a forward bend, folding, emptying. 
And just walking your feet back to a downward facing dog. Breath or so here. And then sweeping the right knee forward between the hands, coming into a pigeon pose on the right side. So you'll be bringing the knee forward between the hands and angled out to the side. Left leg released back. You can have the right heel in toward the left hip. If you want more stretch, you can walk the right heel away from the left hip. And if this is too much or any kind of strain on your knee, just come on over onto your back. This pose can be practiced really well on your back. And we'll be staying here a little bit while we focus on the breath. So if it was uncomfortable on, on doing it right side up, just come over onto your back. Draw the knee in toward the chest. Extend that left leg. Or keep it the left leg bent with the sole of the foot flat on the floor. If the right hip is collapsing over to the side, you can give yourself a little propping underneath that hip. A cushion or so can be really helpful. There's that. Might even want one more. There you go. Again, any strain. Come up a little more. There you go. There. A little easier. Any strain in the knee, come on over onto your back. Feeling down into the sensations. And then again, that breath pattern. You'll take an inhale, empty all the way out, and hold out for a count of three, swirling the energy around in your low belly. And then let the inhale come in naturally and repeat. A few more rounds with your own breath. Emptying all the way out, the belly drawing back like you're squeezing the bottom of a tube of toothpaste. And then holding the belly back as you suspend the breath for the three count before your inhale. After your next suspended exhale, you can just let the breath return to its natural rhythms. Just make your way out of the shape. Just coming back either to all fours or to downward facing dog. And stretch that right leg out behind you. Just release the knee a little bit. 
If you're on your back, you don't have to come up to downward dog. You can just stretch out on your back. And then just sweep the other leg forward into the pigeon pose. And this hip may be quite different. So again, if you're slumping over to one side, you can slide a little support under the hip. Sometimes if we always cross our legs the same way in our meditation, over time, one of the hips gets tighter than the other. So it's always interesting to see. Why don't we slide this under and just see how it feels? There you go. And just making your adjustments first, coming into the shape, folding over that front leg, or if you're on your back, just drawing the knee in. You're on your back. If you angle the knee out to the side a little bit, it'll move the stretch more into the hip. And then finding that breath rhythm. So exhaling, holding the breath out for three as you take up residence with your awareness in that low belly. Focusing on that exhalation and the grounding, the emptying. then releasing the breath practice, letting the breath return its natural rhythms. And making your way out of the shape, back to the downward dog or to all fours. And then just dropping the knees to the ground. And making your way into a seated position with the legs extended in front of you. And give yourself some support underneath the sitting bones. We'll be coming into a forward bend and you want to have plenty of support so that the spine at the sacrum is not angled back. And we'll be coming into a gentle 
passive forward bend, which is not so much about a hamstring stretch as about a release of the back body. So bend your knees quite a bit. Put the soles of the feet on the floor. Bend your knees enough that you can fold forward and just place the front of your body in contact with your thighs. Releasing the head, dropping the weight of the skull. And then you'll either stay here or you can begin to gradually straighten the legs a little bit in front of you, but only so far as you can keep that contact of the belly with the thighs. So it really is a very gentle forward bend. Emphasis on the stretch in the upper back. Riding that wave of exhalation. Draining anything you need to let go of with every exhale. And if you'd like, you can begin opening out that space at the end of exhale. counts before the inhale comes in. And in that space, resting down into the low belly. Empowering the hara, that power center between the navel and the pubic bone. And then rolling up. We'll just finish with a gentle supported inversion. So you can take your meditation cushion, come onto your back and slide the cushion right underneath your sacrum, the base of the spine. So it's not under the low back, it's all the way down. Uh, So the whole back of the pelvis, sacrum, is on the support. And you can either have the knees bent, soles of the feet flat on the floor, or you can draw the knees in perpendicular to the floor. And then you can either keep the knees bent, or you can extend the soles of the feet up facing the ceiling. And again, make sure that that cushion is far enough under your sacrum that your tailbone's not hanging off it. 
you don't want so much of a back bend in the upper back or low back as that sense that you're really cascading off the support. Tailbone's right in the middle of your cushion. You're not consciously opening out that space, but you're aware of the space at the bottom of the exhale. That natural stillness. sense of no hurry. And if you're really comfortable in this supported inversion and would like to stay here, you can continue to stay here. Or if you'd rather, you can just come down onto your back and just slide the support of the cushion behind your knees as you extend the legs. It's your choice. After every exhale, just letting your attention pool in the low belly. No need to hold the breath out. Just letting the exhale gather you into the low belly. And then the inhale Light up your heart. And the exhale, gather you back to the low belly again. So your attention is riding on the wave of your breath, 
this corridor between your heart and your low belly. Each breath drawing you further inside. And staying connected to that rhythm of breath. Just change your meditation posture from a reclining meditation to a seated meditation. Setting your body up respectfully so that your posture is not a distraction from this quality of connection to the breath and the heart and the belly. So give yourself whatever support you need Come to a chair if you'd like. So that your practice is sustainable. Keep connected to that movement of breath. If it was helpful in focusing your attention, you can continue with that gathering into the low belly on the exhale and the brightening of the heart on the inhale. Letting that be a movement of your attention rather than any kind of manipulation of the breath. 
Or if you'd like, you can just have a wider, softer focus. Just receiving the breath wherever it manifests in the body. Whatever is most helpful in sustaining you in this relaxed presence, this intimate connection with the moment.
Notice the quality of attention with which you're tending to your breath. And if there's any sense of rigidity or forcing, tension or struggle, just soften a little bit. Let the lens of your attention be wider to include more of your experience. Let yourself relax. If you're feeling spacey or lost in thought, disconnected, then dial up your commitment a little bit. Invite yourself to get really interested in some aspect of the breath. Maybe that space after the exhale when you can gather into your belly. Or that brightening in the heart on the inhale. So you have a more specific tuned anchor to stabilize your attention around. Naturally soothing, collecting your fragmented attention. Knowing that the breath is nourishing you, feeding you, naturally. It's not something that you have to create.
It always feels so quiet in here afterwards. I always have this moment of thinking I should just say, all right, that's it, go. But I also do want to make space for any discoveries or questions, especially since this is the last of this particular series, although we will be doing another series in the fall. Shoulders exactly, but like in there. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just kind of hard to relax around it. I mean, completely not do that. Yeah. So she's saying that she, when she's inhaling and the awareness is in the chest, that she's she's tightening. That's very common. And I think what might help is to think that you don't have to move the breath into the chest. This is more a movement of the attention. But if you find that you're moving your attention in and you're wanting to inhale and inflate the chest and and tensing in order to do that, just let go of that practice for a while and just keep the awareness moving more in the low belly. You can also, if you're really liking the breathing into the chest and you don't want to do that strain so much, how was it lying down when you were lying over the support and breathing into the heart area? So you you can just do that and breathe into the heart more in that position. I was noticing myself as I was breathing this time that it is this delicate dance when you're inhaling and keeping the awareness in the heart. You naturally want to start manipulating the breath in some way. So if that's starting to happen, you can just let go of that focus and just let the breath be, especially as you settle deeper into the meditation, sometimes doing less and less is is useful. These breath um, directing practices I find are especially useful at the beginning of a meditation period when our mind is so scattered. And then as we get further and further in, we can kind of let them fall away and be just in the breath and the attention as it wants to be. But sometimes if we just sit down and say, all right, I'm just going to be with my breath as it is, there's not enough of a hook. So, So... that paying attention to some specific aspect or directing the breath a little more at the beginning of the practice can, can get you interested in the breath. And then you can kind of let the reins go more and more and more and, then, uh, and stay interested. And then if you get spacing out, then come back to tuning to some specific aspect. So there's this continuum of, of directing the movement of the breath itself, directing the attention 
directing the attention to be on the breath, and gradually you get wider and wider. So that can be useful. So thank you for that question. Yeah. Yeah. But the inhale at the top end just feels like there's a massive struggle. Yeah. Are you trying to make the breath deeper or are you just being with the breath and noticing that as the breath comes in on its own? In other words, is that catch happening at a point in which you're you're asking the breath to be deeper and then it catches? Or is it just just letting letting the breath naturally come and go, and there's a bit of that catch? Yeah. So so let go of that idea, especially in the meditation part, and just let the breath be just as it is. And then if the breath catches a little, then you then you're saying, oh, all right, the breath is catching. That's fine. So the idea is, in in our mindfulness practice, we're tuning to the breath just the way it is. In our pranayama practice, we're shaping and directing the breath. And then we let go of that and then say, ah. You know, so we, we both begin and end with the ground of, how is it just as it is? And as we come into our mindfulness, you can be mindful of a shallow breath, you can be mindful of a breath that's catching, you're just, oh, that's interesting. Giving your breath lots of permission because the breath has lots of reasons for doing what it does. And so often the intelligence of the breath is greater than the intelligence of our thinking mind. And so let the breath do what it does. Um, at the same time, sometimes the breath is just has these habitual patterns, so it can be useful to go in there, our pranayama, intervene, break it up a little, expand it, shake it, and then just again, let it go again see where it naturally goes, so that you are turning yourself over to the intelligence of the breath. And again, just letting, lots of permission. You know, sometimes I find I'll sit down and there's all this contraction. Then I go, oh, that's okay, that's just a contracted breath. The breath is, the breath is, a contracted breath is like this. And then suddenly my breath goes, oh, you mean I can be contracted? You know, it's like our breath gets self-conscious. It thinks it has to perform. It's like, they're, oh, she's watching me. I better, be, I better be a good breath. And I just say, oh, the breath can be as it is. And that just, the breath relaxes. Or doesn't, and that's okay. Yeah. Anything else? Thank you. And your homework is to keep breathing. (laughs) Be sure to keep breathing. So, I think Sean's coming in and maybe has some announcements at the end of the series. I have a couple of announcements too before Sean does his. Um, One is, you may have already seen, there's a new book at the back on that table. I just got that in the mail from my publisher today. It's hot off the press, and that's just the advanced copy of my Moving into Meditation book, which will be available 
uh, on, in July on Amazon. If you're interested, it's got all the practices we've been doing and a lot more. Um, and you can pre-order it now, which my publisher tells me is a good thing if lots of people do that. So you can go and order it and it'll get to you. There are also going to be videos that go along with it. Um, the book's called Moving Into Meditation, a 12-week mindfulness program for yoga practitioners. And for each week of practices, there's a video, and that'll also be available in July. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Um, I think that's it. You've seen the flyers. I'm teaching a, a, a retreat in July, a wilderness women's meditation retreat. And I know Sean has announcements about lots of other wonderful things coming up at Spirit Rock. Um, so... Is this class series over now? It is. Mm. It is over. That's it. But there'll be another one in the fall. We're just scheduling it, and it's going to be in the in starting in October. Great. Four weeks. Four weeks again. Yeah. Nice. Great. Cool. Well, um, just want to like show gratitude for everyone coming and practicing, and um, it's been delightful listening to the practices and sitting in my office being with you guys in that way. Um, Anne is going to be back for a day long, it looks like, on uh, July 12th. On July 12th. Yeah, so that's a Saturday uh, from 9.30 to 5. It's all day of yoga and meditation, um, four days after her new book is released. And so it's also a book party. There'll be, at the yeah. end of the day, um, before <laughs> it ends, there'll be tea and cookies, and <laughs> Tija Bell is going to come play some guitar, and it'll Ooh. be a nice uh, little celebration. What a treat. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so if you want to check out Anne's book, it's in the back. Please don't take it home. It's her only copy. Um, yeah, so um, we have lots... Not that I'm attached. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, we have lots of events coming up. Um, we have a day um, on women's spirituality with um, a couple of fabulous teachers uh, later this month and um, all sorts of yummy retreats up the hill. So I um, invite you to check out postings on the back table as well as uh, in our catalog that's in the foyer or in and everything on is online too. So, um, yeah, and um, also just like to remind people that Anna is here um, out of generosity, and so um, like to encourage people if uh, if you'd like to um, make a donation to Anne, we have uh, uh, baskets in the foyer. So uh, checks can go to Spirit Rock, and we have credit card forms out there as well. So thank you in advance for that, for your generosity to Anne. And um, yeah, thanks for being here, Anne. Really, uh, it's always delightful hearing what you're chewing on, and uh, you have a deep, deep, deep practice in both meditation and yoga. So it's really beautiful to hear how you've weaved the two together. Thank Even you, though sure. it's really one thing, but it's it's two things. But thank you for being here. Thank you. 
And thanks, a big thanks to Sean and also all the volunteers who have been making this, making this possible. It really couldn't happen without them. So thank you all. Enjoy your practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.